you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Boston, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Social Isolation Edition. This might become the new normal. One of us here in the studio, one of us at home, both of us at home. But yeah, we're trying to we're trying to be safe. Larson woke up this morning and you told me that you had the sniffles. I had like a little sniffle, so just operating with an abundance of caution. Uh, uh, so yeah. Well, we saw what our friendos over at Cultaholic are doing, socially isolating, everybody's staying home. Uh, and so uh, and so we're yeah, whatever they do, we want to try to be like them. Yeah, <laughs> except not British, because <laughs> we can't do that. They set anyway. template for the rest of us. Yeah, but good on them, though. Good on them. We love those guys. And hey, shout yeah. out also uh, to our uh, friendos there in uh, at Wrestle Talk uh, yes. for putting on that uh, No Fans Monday show. Uh, I have not had a chance to catch it yet, but I hear the main event featuring Will Ospreay versus B Priestley was something great. And uh, apparently, they raised like ten thousand bucks. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So that's that's really fantastic. Yeah, good on them. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, you'll be able to listen to us, uh, of course, wherever audio podcasts can be found. Uh, you can check us out on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If I recall correctly, I don't think we've had any new patrons since the weekend, so I'm not sure if I have any shout outs to give. Uh, but I'll check. I'll double check. Why not? Well, I'll do that. Let's see here. Patreon meet. Uh, oh, I think Zach asked us. Yeah, Zach Stolb is back with us. And oh, then, cool. Oh, yeah. Sexton Hardcastle, which I believe was Edge's original wrestling name. Yeah, that's correct. And then Matt Field and Bronson. They're all with us. Bronson. Oh, that's good. Look at that. Yeah, I love the, the perspective on your fist right there. It's next to the camera. Oh, that's great. Look at that. Tough boy. Tough boy. Anyways, uh, so we're going to do things beyond beyond the fact that we're doing things a little bit different uh, on, from the production standpoint, uh, because Raw was so bereft of actual content last night, of new yeah, content Yeah, what was the deal with that? Uh, so this, this was a fear that we had had that SmackDown... Okay, so I've got kind of a new theory. Uh, I totally believe at this point that Triple H's rumored demotion was in fact an actual demotion because I suspect that Vince hated the episode of SmackDown because what we saw last night was the exact opposite. It was the yeah. opposite. There was none of the loosey goosey. Let's have fun stuff. It no. was the most even in its even in its uh, what's a stripped down uh, phase or in its stripped down element last night. It was bereft. It, it, like all the humor was so forced. The Stone Cold stuff was. Oh, that was bad. It was cringy. It was, it was so bad. cringy. Um, it was bad. 
And I don't know why they keep playing to the, the typical wrestling conventions when fans are there. Like wrestlers, I know part of that, I'm sure, is just uh, muscle memory to an extent. But, you know, Stone Cold going all the turnbuckles and posing. Like, there's no one there. They don't know what else to do with themselves. It's like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was sadly, I was very disappointed. Like, the moment they started and we had, you know, uh, uh, Tom Phillips, Byron Saxon, and Jerry Lawler just standing yeah. there like they're mannequins. Uh, saying, hey, this is a special episode. I was like, okay, dude, nah, man, Triple H is gone. And all the goofing that Triple H was doing on SmackDown, I think Vince hated it. That's why he was nowhere to be found. Uh, and Triple H goofing about his demotion, Vince probably hated that. Um, yeah. I just, I get that feeling because it was, it was nothing like uh, the joy of, uh, of Empty Arena SmackDown where they were legitimately trying to you know, make us smile and entertain us. Last yeah. night, it was just over. It was, it was. It felt like a, last night felt like an obligation. It did. It totally did. And I kind we of contractually obligated to run this television show, so we will. Yeah, I kind of understand. Like, if Vince's thought process is, you know, this WrestleMania, we're going to do a news brief later on today. Where we're going to talk about this seemingly ever-evolving WrestleMania situation. They've announced that it's going to be at the Performance Center. But there's there's some rumors out there that that might not even be the case that they are doing that for a different reason. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that and speculate that on that on during our news brief today. Um, but if WrestleMania is supposed to happen, Vince might just be in. Hey, let's get through this. Let's. I mean, they ran the entire Royal Rumble match last night. Mm-hmm. That took up what an hour and a half, an hour and four. Because yeah, roughly it was, it was about half the episode. Yeah, it's about half the episode. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it was just, it was, you know, I look, I didn't expect them to do, I mean, I, I didn't even have a major issue with running, you know, old stuff. I understand that three hours in an empty arena, even if triple H is goofing, not sure. It's, yeah, I think it was just kind of the structure of it. Cause you had, you went about, uh, two hours and 15 minutes without any matches, any live matches, at least give us that Ray and Andrade match to kick off the show. Yeah, You know, you have the edge promo, go to commercial, come back, have that match. Then if you want to have the rumble, mm-hmm. you know, just in terms of a viewership thing, if I'm turning on episode of Raw expecting, you know, an empty arena show, uh, uh, at least give us a match to kind of uh, satisfy our need to watch wrestling. And then if you want to use the rumble match, then after that to fill up that hour, hour and a half, because you can't have enough people in the building to do, do a full show, you know, understandable. But uh, to wait so long to give, to, to you know, provide a match was was I don't know. It just seemed like an odd structure of the show. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. Was um, that the only new match last night? Yeah, there were no yeah. other matches. There were no there other matches. Match. I That's mean, besides crazy. Byron Saxon getting killed by Stone Cold and and Becky. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, so so we're gonna do what we're gonna do in this episode is we're gonna talk about Raw, and then we're gonna talk about uh, the Broken Skull sessions with Bret Hart. Uh, Correct. Because that I thought it, it, you know, it's funny because somebody noted this on Twitter last night and I'm sorry. I apologize. Forget who it was. Uh, they said, Hey, uh, Steve or Hey, real going in raw. Why don't they like take this opportunity? And I, I kind of get why the, I kind of get it, but it's a good, it's a good idea. Take this opportunity to showcase the wealth of other content they have either on YouTube Maybe an episode of Up, Up, Down, Down that's particularly interesting. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. the Hour of Broken Skull Sessions. Maybe one of the older ones. Maybe the Undertaker one. He's got a match with AJ coming up. Um, maybe anything on the network. 
I get that they're going to WrestleMania, so they want to go heavy on stuff pertaining to WrestleMania. I get that. Yeah. But if this was in a vacuum, if you weren't building to a pay-per-view, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. Um, because they do have so much else to offer. And don't you want to spotlight that variety? Um, I would think that I would think that that's something they'd want to do. Yeah, I would think so too. I mean, hell, most of their ancillary content is better than their programming. Anyways, yeah, I know. Their core programming. I, I mean, all uh, their documentary films are really well done. Yeah, they, they're really, yeah, all those day ofs, 24s, all that 24, kind of stuff. 24, 365, all that stuff's really well done. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, so anyways, I guess we'll just hop right into this and uh, see yeah. where it takes us. Uh, sure. We had a commentary. Yeah, so like I mentioned, uh, the commentators uh, introed the show. They threw to AJ's promo from last week. Uh, Calling out The Undertaker, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Edge showed up. And, well, at uh, first it was interesting because Tom Phillips says, and we got an appearance from Edge, and then cue Edge's music. He interrupts Tom Phillips, teasing Edge by Edge being there. Apparently he actually did drive 17 hours to make it to Raw yesterday. That's what Beth Phoenix said on Twitter. That's yeah. awesome. That's impressive. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah, I wonder what kind and of car he hopped in his, Probably not I think it was a truck. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he's about to drop a promo, but first he throws to a video package of yes. uh, everything that's happened between himself and Randall Orton thus far. Yeah. I mean, we and figured we go. it'd go heavy on video packages. I really like this Edge promo, though. It was really good. I thought him speaking like directly into the camera, uh, like they got real, some really good close-ups on him. It was very intense, and he talked about grit. Um, yeah. And I thought it translated pretty well. It did. Uh Watching a lot, pretty much all the in-ring stuff, it, remi- it really reminds me of, of like a community theater doing rehearsals for a stage production, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and given that's the case, uh, I'm not surprised, but I was kind of hopeful, hey, they would, they would you know, uh, uh, say, what can we do to our presentation to potentially make this uh, a bit more interesting, a little mm-hmm. different? Um, like, what if this was Edge pulling up to the performance center and he drops this promo from his truck? Yeah. And like the trucks all beat up, you know, a little bit because this drove 17 hours. I mean, they could kayfabe it like he had to drive on some dirt roads or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the truck is like a metaphor for him. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's, I think here's the thing the, the, I think the sad thing about this is that, you know, we've often said that when they have their backs up against the wall, they can produce better content. I kind of feel like we're all last night. They were just frozen. You know, it's like, what do we yeah. do? What do we do? And it's like, I understand there's a lot of limitations that you're facing with the, you know, the state of the country right now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you can't get creative with stuff. And I think that they, you know, going outside, you know, the performance center, just hey, a dude with a camera, just put one guy with a camera on edge um, and and maybe you'll have something there. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you can't expect them to uh, reinvent the wheel yeah. overnight, but you know, there's, there's opportunities there to try to do something different. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you know, at least you're trying something new anyways. So Edge uh, uh, continues his promo. He talks about the moment he met Randy Orton that uh, Orton described in his promo a couple weeks back. And he said he knew the, the moment he met Randy that their careers would be intertwined forever. Uh, they talk about essentially uh, being made as, as, as stars, as main eventers by Mick Foley uh, and how he passed torched both of them. And Edge says, but Randy, he didn't take the lesson of grit mm-hmm. from, from Foley. And it was grit that helped grit. Edge make his comeback. Calls Randy an entitled brat. Mm-hmm. Says he's one of the best. Maybe the best to ever do it. 
but he had all of it handed to him on a silver platter because of his dad. Yeah. And, Cowboy and Bob. Ed, and Edge says, it kills you, Randy. It makes you jealous that I, Edge, had to go out and scratch and claw and earn it all, whereas just given to you. And then Edge says, uh, when Beth came to Raw a couple weeks back, she was coming out to retire for me again Whoops. because she didn't think it was fair for him to have to come out and retire twice. And he said, Randy, if you'd only just let her finish, then you would have been finished with all this. All this, this problem wouldn't exist. But he said, uh, all the times that I, Edge, had to pull Randy out of a hole, Randy, you pulled me out of a hole of making a horrible decision last week. Uh, and then it says at Mania, Edge versus Orton, last man standing. And Edge says, uh, Randy, you're not going to write the story. I am. And it's going to be a redemptive one. It was really good. No, it was really good. I really like the twist that she was going to retire for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, in front of a crowd in an arena, this story could have played out in a much more shocking fashion. Could you imagine if it was revealed that she was going to retire him, uh, you know, in front of, you know, 10,000 people uh, as a big story beat, you know? And then he says, well, you didn't do that. And I mean, they, they try to do this here. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, just the circumstances, I thought it was really, really good. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I thought edge's performance was, uh, was really good. Yeah. It was top notch. Uh, after that, Becky Lynch pulls up performance center. She's got a, a, a semi truck, uh, emblazoned with, uh, the man all over it. Should have been like one of those monster trucks from like Hogan big show. I know. Like Hogan I know. Giant with like the, didn't they have like giant arms? Like Hogan's had like his. Pythons yeah, it had, had his pythons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or at least my little like uh, Hot Wheel that I had of that truck. Had yeah, at least one of them had 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 the had the arms on it. Something had arms. arms on it. It did. That's true. Uh, yeah. So then we had uh, then we got to take a hour and a half long break. We had the 2020 Men's Rumble match. Yeah, in, in its, its entirety. entirety. In its entirety. So are we gonna get? Uh, yeah, what well, are we get next week? Let's speculate. Well, the other big match is Shayna. I mean, they did. They showed the highlights from Shayna Becky in terms of like the Elimination Chamber. Didn't they show like a like a package of Elimination Chamber stuff? Yeah, in, yeah, in they last did. Last night's episode. Yeah, it was it was the the women's chamber match. Yeah. Uh, they oh oh they might show Bray Goldberg. No, that's on yeah. SmackDown. They might yeah. do that on Friday. Yeah, they might. Okay, they'll do it on Friday on next Raw. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But then again, Bray Goldberg is all of like four minutes. So, yeah, uh, if they're looking to fill up some time, that's not exactly going to do it. I wonder what it is. What? No, you're right about that. I mean, that could take it with entrances and stuff. Wouldn't that take up ten minutes? Twelve, maybe. Yeah, huh? That's not a lot of time. Mm-mm. Uh, I mean, they could do. They could show. They could show the entire women's rumble to promote Charlotte Rhea Ripley. Yeah, they could do that. That's a raw thing, though, too. Yeah, they, uh, next could, do, week they could do that next yeah. week on Raw. They could do that yeah. next week on Raw. That's that true. wouldn't surprise true. me. Yeah, they got three uh, hours to fill. They got to put something in there. I know. Uh, after the 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 Rumble replay, we get a uh, Drew and Brock Lesnar recap from a couple of weeks back, and then we get the uh, Undertaker AJ Styles contract signing. Uh, so Undertaker comes out. He's upset. He's tossing some tables and chairs around. We don't exactly know why, but we have to wait to find out because they go to commercial. Yeah, they went to commercial immediately. It was weird. They broke, he broke kayfabe. He was talking about Michelle. Um, they come back, and that's when Tom Phillips says, uh, Undertaker's upset there wasn't a contract in the ring. 
Um, uh, and then we throw, of course, to a video package of Undertaker, AJ, that whole saga. Yeah. So you get Taker, he's stalking around the ring, kind of limping a little bit. You cue <laughs> AJ's music. At this no point, AJ. Taker had already pulled down his shirt, right? Yeah. To expose his his breasts. Correct. And his shirt was sort of down to around his mid, like middle of his midsection. Yeah. And so it looked like he was wearing some black DDP rib tape. Correct. So he already looked like a, a, an FPOS. Yeah. So no AJ. Music hits again. Still no AJ, but he shows up on the Tron and says, Ha, Taker, I have this contract because I'm the one that challenged you for the match. I got it. Uh, I got it. I got it. Finds it. Uh, AJ says, yeah, you're a legend, Undertaker. You're maybe even on the Mount Rushmore of superstars, but it's 2020. And Undertaker, you keep interjecting yourself into Mania season. He says, you don't see Brett Favre interjecting himself at the Super Bowl. Brett Favre. You don't see Michael Jordan interjecting himself in the NBA Finals. That'd be so awesome. why are you? I would love that. Oh, that'd be great if he just came out with a, a Bulls jersey and got on the court and started playing. Oh, man, I'd be there all day long. I'd watch I'd, that. I'd still put money on Jordan over either of the teams, too. Me, too. Um, and, it's, and AJ says, and we all know why. It's money, it's money Michelle's fault that uh, Undertaker <laughs> keeps limping to the money. ring and embarrassing himself. and says, Mark, you're a shell of, of, of what you used to be. Money Michelle. Um, and AJ says, I can't find any sympathy for the old guy, for Mark, because uh, he stuck his nose in AJ's business too many times uh, at, 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 at Crowd Royal, taking that trophy from AJ, cost him his match at a, at Elimination Chamber, um, and says, Undertaker, you're going to rest in peace. He signs the contract, and he says, all right, Carl Anderson, go take this to the Undertaker. No, and uh, Carl's like, no. No, no. He's like, come on, man, you're the you're the toughest guy here. Not today. Not tonight. Not tonight. No. (laughs) And he's like, look at Gallows. He's much bigger than me. He's all right, Gallows, go do it, Gallows. He's like, nah, boss, I'm not gonna do that. No, not gonna happen, Uncle. (laughs) Yeah, Uncle. Yeah. Then he orders them both to go down there, and reluctantly they do. This was hilarious. They go down there, very you know, very reluctant, very hesitant, very tentative. They take the contract. They sort of very gently put it on the apron and back up. Lights go down. Undertaker had hit his charge up or whatever that thing's called in yeah, 2K19. Yeah. Lights yeah. go up and he's behind them. Yeah. Powers of darkness, man. Powers of darkness. So and all then, the people uh, saying, hey, this is this is the American badass. I'm sorry, no. American badass. He was a normal dude, That's didn't have powers. No, no. You're right about that. American badass did not have man. powers of darkness. Look, here's the thing. Yeah. It ain't going to be the, for all those people out there who think this is going to be, it's not the American badass unless we hear Limp Biscuit first. If we well, hear Limp Biscuit, there's got to be a motorcycle employee too. Has he ever had the motorcycle without Limp Biscuit? I think well, Dead Man. I be, think as Dead Man, didn't he? As Dead Man, like he didn't he have like a Dead Man song as Dead Man Inc. And he wasn't. And he was still the like not the dead guy. Yeah, maybe he's dead he man walking. Yeah, like well, it could be Limp Biscuit, but also for a while he did have that that terrible Kid Rock song too. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, Taker teleports behind him. Of course, beats him up. Big he evil dead man walking. Okay, yeah, yeah. He signs the contract, shoves the the contract in Carl Anderson's mouth, and he leaves. Yeah, that was cool. He was so gassed too. He was oh, yeah, like he just was. breathing heavy, so sweaty. Oh, my tits are glistening now on these Performance Center lights. Michelle Money's going to be so happy to see these Undertaker titties. It's money, it's money Michelle, Mark. Money Michelle. Michelle Money. 
<laughs> money, money, money. Okay. Uh, so anyways, next we had a we had a match, lone match of the night. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Even we, this was short. Even this was short. It was paint by numbers for them. Uh, the only Oscar was only, doing commentary that was great. It's the only bright spot, man. Oscar was doing commentary. She was great. Uh, the major, the vast majority of it was in uh, Japanese as well, I believe. Um, and she was just hilarious. She was great. I want. I saw this on Twitter. Triple H and Oscar WrestleMania commentary. Oh hell yeah, man! I'd be so happy with that. I'd be yeah. so happy with that. Yeah, Oscar was great too because she was uh, uh, rooting for Andrade. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. Yeah, he was Andrade fan. Yeah, it was great. Uh, As you mentioned, this match was a bit paint by numbers for them. Still a lot of fun though. Mm -hmm. Uh, At one point, Ray has the upper hand, looking for a springboard. Uh, Zelina grabs his ankle. Uh, Andrade tries to take advantage, cannot. Ray jumps off the top rope. Andrade hits a drop kick. We go to commercial. We come back. Ray hits a seated senton. uh, Regains an upper the upper hand. uh, Sets up for a six one nine. Andrade evades that, hits the back elbow, Judas effect, goes for three amigos. Ray reverses the last suplex into Arana, sends Andrade into the ropes, hits 619, springboard frog splash for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Ray has just uh, solidified his case uh, for a North American, or not North American, U.S. title shot. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Yeah, I think that's the whole point here. Yeah. We'll see where that happens. Uh, After that, Becky comes down for a promo. 
um, says uh, Shayna's been trained to bully her way to the top, but when she sees Becky, then it challenges Shayna's entire worldview, sends Shayna into an existential crisis. As she says that, we see Shayna watch, watching backstage. Uh, Becky says that she is the prey that killed the predator um, and, uh, and tells Shayna, don't make the same mistake everyone else has with me. Uh, Becky says that Shayna can cut through the division, but she knows that Becky is different. And she wants Shayna to do something different, and that is to think. And to think how it's going to feel when Becky wins. Mm-hmm. Um, because at Mania, Becky says she's going to prove that Shayna's whole life is a lie, and it's going to hit Shayna like what? A truck. A truck. She drove her metaphor to the Performance Center. She did. From, I wonder where they procured, I mean, whatever the nearest. Semi-detailing uh, uh, place in Orlando is, I would suspect. I wonder if that's a specific niche business for semis specifically, or if they can, if if a place can do cars and semis in the same location. Well, I imagine that the stuff they put on isn't. I don't know. I doubt it's a paint job. I doubt. It's, I guess. Oh, it's a decal. It's pr- They're decals. They printed, printed, and put on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. Next, we had Kevin Owens interview, and he answers Seth's challenge from a week or two ago that uh, Seth said he'd face Kevin Owens anytime, any place, and Kevin Owens says he wants it at Mania. And he kind of circled in his experience at the performance center into his response, saying, uh, this place is perfect for this match because this is more or less where I built myself as a WWE superstar, something that Seth didn't do. Yeah, didn't he Seth talk about really his uh, didn't he talk about his WWE tryout? Yeah, he said it was the hardest thing he ever did. Yeah. And he yeah. said there were so many people that came up to him and said, Hey, you weren't gonna cut it in the WWE. And one of those people was Seth Rollins. Oh, that doesn't sound that that's that's gotta be a work. Oh yeah. I wonder if Seth actually came up to him. Hey. You're not going to make it. You're not CrossFit Jesus. Hey, Kevin Steen, what are you doing here? <laughs> Shouldn't you be at a, a bingo hall in Reseda? <laughs> you and those young bucks never going to never going to go anywhere. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be funny when it, like it, it ends up not at the performance center. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> He's like, oh, I thought it was going to be at the performance center. I sort of just combined Bernie, Adam Mayhem and, and Kevin Owens all you in did. one. You did. <laughs> Stone Cold promo was next. He comes out. He, t- he takes a bump. Yeah, that he was hilarious. Some beer, he drinks some beer, takes a bump, gets up. He's like, "I'm already blowing up. I'm already blowing up. I'm getting down here to the ring. God dang!" <laughs> uh, so yeah, said from here on out, he just declares three sixteen, March sixteenth. It's a national holiday now uh, by proclamation of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, yeah, I love hell, it. Yeah. It's a good idea. He asks for a hell yeah, and it cuts to the shots uh, in the empty arena. Of course, there's no one to give him a hell yeah back. And then finally, Byron responds with the most over-the-top hell yeah you can imagine. Uh, Stone Cold says, what? Yeah. Byron does he, another he does hell yeah. Again. Yeah, he does it again. And then he's like, people want to know, Stone Cold, what is 316 Day all about? And so he has these cute these cards, and he's reading. Each one has a different criteria for what yeah. 316 day is all about. Yeah. The first one, when someone gives you a load of crap, you give them a certain finger on your hand. And then, and uh, then Byron holds up a sign with a giant eight. So it's Byron so is now yeah. rating these. And I mean, look, dude, here's the thing. I give them credit for trying. I really do. It was so, but without a crowd, without crowd interaction, it just it just sort of landed like a fart, man. What they need to do with this is have Stone Cold in the the conference room, 
So he's back in the conference room at the Florence Center and just do one shot and it's it, it set it up like he's he's president of of Oh Hell Yeah Nation. Okay. You know? Yeah. Don't necessarily need the podium, I guess, but this is like an official decree from Stone Cold. And don't have him read off cards. Stone yeah. Cold, you know, you know, it just it you know. it 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 put a magnifying glass that, that he didn't write the stuff that he was handed these cards. He was handed all this stuff to say before he, he was supposed to go out there. You know, I was you like, know what they Stone Cold's to do. arguably the best promo ever. Just let him say what 316 Day is supposed to be about. Number one, this might have been his thing. This might have been him saying, oh, and I'll bring some cards out there. That wouldn't surprise me. You know, what they needed to do because this sort of had the feel of Stone Cold and Kevin Nash doing Uber facts, but without Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. They should have brought Kevin Nash out. He's about to go in the Hall of Fame again mm-hmm. uh, and have them do this together for some reason. Doesn't matter why. It's Kevin Nash. Who cares? I'd Make watch Kevin Nash and okay. Stone Cold do anything well, all day long. Yeah. I was reading that uh, Nitro book. I'm still like I'm like in the middle of it. And they were talking about uh, when Nash and Hall were giving their depositions for like the lawsuit thing that was mm-hmm. like involving their likenesses or the trademarks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diesel and Razor Ramon. And they said they there was actually a portion of the deposition where Hall, like they were both, Hall had done like basically nothing. They had asked him to conduct an exhaustive search for like some records that he had apparently. And he didn't. And like, you could see it was like Hall did the, the, the bare minimum, less than the bare minimum during his deposition, they're like, you know, did you look for anything? It was like, no, not really. And they're like, well, what did you bring today? My tights. And, and so Nash, apparently there was none of his deposition on like none, none of it like recorded or in the book, there wasn't any like transcripts, but one source said that they literally had to stop the deposition because the person asking the questions was laughing so much at his answers because he was just goofing the entire time. <laughs> I love Kevin Nash. He's the best. Yeah, Kevin Nash is great. And um, apparently once, once like they were totally cooperative with everything, they were like pitching creative ideas until Bischoff fired six. And at that yeah. point, they, they checked out. And that's when they started showing up to like spring break drunk already. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, the story about the closet is in there. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that's the pattern we see of, of Stone Cold will say what 316 Day is about. Byron will hold up another card. So Stone Cold says, you can open the can of uh, whip ass and anybody you want. I think Byron held up the six or something like that. Um, Stone Cold said his speed limit's only a suggestion. That uh, got a 10 from Byron. Burps are poetry. Uh, your boss works for you. Uh, Byron didn't give that one a 10. Yeah. Uh, he said you could drink beer instead of coffee in the morning. Uh, it said four letter words are always acceptable. And then after that one, Stone Cold is like, all right, Byron, I appreciate you're trying. Uh, come on down here. Uh, uh, you know, he, 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 he compliments Byron's suit, his red socks. But once Byron gets to the ring, he takes umbrage with Byron's scoring. Says, anyways, you're trying. You had a lot of the, the a lot of lot, you had a lot to the fabric of the show. He's like, Here's damn, where'd you get that suit from? He's got yeah. a salmon tie and some red socks. I well, gotta get that, me some of that, them red is socks. That Polo Ralph Lauren. Yeah, yeah. Um, he hands him a beer. Calls him a jackass. He said, "Is it right?" He also said, "Is it Wrangler?" <laughs> uh, I believe he calls he called him a jackass. Yeah. They're drinking some beer. Stone Cold kicks Byron. Looks like square in the front area. Well, the funny thing is Byron starts drinking the beer, 
as he says he, he's a jackass, and Byron, as he's drinking, gets this real disgruntled look on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, Stone Cold square in the nuts and, uh, and gives him a stunner. And Byron, to his credit, sells it beautifully. Yeah, he did a great job selling it. So he's asking for more beers, more beers being thrown in the ring. Cue Becky Lynch's music. She walks down. She's got a cooler with her. She opens that up. She, too, has some Steve Weisers. And he uh, says, he said, last time I was in the ring with you, which it was the uh, Stone Cold. What, what's the name of the show on uh, USA? It's whatever that is. Shoot, straight yeah. Up Stone Cold? Is that what it is? Yeah, Straight Up Steve Austin, I think it was called. Okay. And he last time I was in the ring with you, you gave me a stunner. Can I trust you now? Or, uh, you know, is that going to happen again? And she's like, I'm just here to, you know, I'm just here to, to share some Enjoy Steve some Steve Weisers, yeah. yeah. It was great. Becky, when she came into the ring, she stepped on uh, she stepped on Byron. Yeah, that was good. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so they they cheers. They down some beers. Uh, eventually, Byron kind of stumbles up. Uh, Austin helps him up and then hits him with another stunner. Uh, and and then uh, he and Becky just drink some beer to close the show. Yeah, I didn't see it, but apparently after there, there's a dot-com exclusive where... Oh, I think, Street Profits come down too. Yeah. yeah, and Becky gives Byron a stunner. Street Profits come down. They all celebrate, and Austin, I think, gives them stunners, too. Apparently, Montez had a good, which is totally expected. He sold the stunner amazingly. Uh, yeah, he so. did. He, he about hit his head on uh, Becky's cooler, too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It was just it, a glance. It was a big old do-nothing raw. Yeah, uh, it really was. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to do questions now or do Broken Skull now? We can just get right into Broken Skull. I mean, we can just kind of uh, talk... Uh, overview of, of what we thought it was it was brett he, he brett for his part w- w- beyond the very beginning when he was just instantly complaining about how his vacation in hawaii wasn't that great because it was raining and it was too cold in calgary was seemingly instantly set the tone for grumpy bitter brett it really wasn't that so much he was he was pretty honest I didn't necessarily think in terms of, of juicy details, it was really anything new. That being said, it was fascinating. The deep dive into their match at, at Mania 13 was great. Easily the That's best the part kind of it. Of, they should have spent the whole hour just talking about that because I think that would have been fantastic. Easily um, that was that was the best part about it. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, Brett just came off. I, I think that Stone Cold can make people so comfortable. Mm-hmm. Brett, obviously, and it's all over his face has a natural, I think, sort of, I think he's nat- naturally defensive. Um, yeah. And I think, it's, I think it's probably just, it's to be expected. I mean, everything that's happened to him in his life, being in, in the pro wrestling industry is crazy in the first place. But everything that's happened to him, he just comes off as naturally defensive and mm-hmm. not willing to just open up and trust people. Stone Cold really did a great job of bringing that out in Brett. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, he, he came off as somebody who I don't know if he was expecting to, but he really sort of tried to or Stone Cold. I think Stone Cold wanted the record sort of set straight on Brett in a nutshell, because mm-hmm. I really like at the very end when when he said, you know, when I think of the Stone Cold character, you know, what, what do I think of? I think of him as, you know, he's the baddest SOB on the planet. He's this, he's that. Uh, he says, what do you think, you know, what about Bret Hart? And, of course, he gave first the, the, the answer, best there is, was, and ever will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says, you know, I just want people to know that in my 23 years in the business, I never hurt anybody in the ring. And I don't know if he said it here, but I know he said it throughout the episode, that I want to be known as the guy who can tell the best stories mm-hmm. in the ring. And a lot of the stuff that he was saying uh during the match breakdown and even before that 
really illustrated that. You know, when he's talking about during the match, when he's looking for something to to, to hurt Stone Cold with, he picks up mm-hmm. the padded chair. Well, no, I don't want that. I want any uh, the, the steel chair. Mm-hmm. And he really illustrated that this is a guy who prided himself on bringing people into the story of the match. He said that yeah. the thing that he loved about the Stone Cold Mania match was he it, he wanted it to be like a schoolyard fight. And he was he was getting into detail with mm-hmm. that kind of story that he wanted to tell. You know, he saw himself as, you know, the 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 jock quarterback guy and Stone Cold was the bad boy who would show up at school. He's yeah, new. He was this, the, and everybody the new knew school, that fight yeah. was gonna happen. Yeah. Um and and I thought that he did a masterful job of sort of getting across in in uh in in efficiency of language what Brett the Hitman Hart really was in his own estimation. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, none of the bitterness really came through. Like I thought that he no, did a good was, job it, of making the, his case. By the end of the episode, I don't know if it was based on Brett's relationship with Stone Cold or Stone Cold's ability as an interviewer or whatever the case it was. But yeah, beyond the first five, ten minutes, uh, you know, bitter Brett seemed to 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 go by the wayside and Brett actually showed some warmth. Uh 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 you know, something that we don't often hear from him and especially the little sound bites. Um, he had some choice words for, for Goldberg. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like he, that was going to be one of the original entries on our uh, top 10, yeah. uh, 10 for the win, uh, real life uh, feuds, but there and wasn't a lot t- of meat to it. There was more no, meat because they'd always, to that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, like Brett had called him Goldberg, a, a unsafe worker in the mm-hmm, past. Yeah. He's done that several times. Um, but he'd always circle back around and like, you know, yeah, we, we've talked about it and, and, and Bill's apologized and we're okay. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the fact that the pointed. fact that he called out the, that, that Goldberg's in the hall of fame, he says, you know, he's, he's in the hall of fame, but he hurt everybody he worked with. And that yeah. really is something that Brett takes pride in. I mean, that, that's what yeah. really got across to me in this is that, you know, he, obviously the thing that he takes the most amount of pride in is never hurting, you know, mm-hmm. workers, the guys that he yeah. worked with. Well, yeah, especially with his, well, you contrast Goldberg where, whether it's, you know, he's talked about, uh, the, the the kick to Brett and, and, you know, his explanation for, for how he approached that. He's like, well, Brett knew it was coming. And, and for me, the Goldberg character, I have to go out there and present everything I do was real. He talked about that for the undertaker match. Why? When he had that spot where he's supposed to run into the ring post, he actually ran to the ring post and could cost himself. Well, in Goldberg's mind, he has to do everything to make it look real. Even if it puts himself or potentially his opponents at risk. Whereas Brett, you know, he said in 23 years, I never hurt anybody. Yet my goal in every match was to make it look as real as possible. And yeah, I worked snug. I worked stiff at times, but I never hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah, he um, did get his it, little shots in though. He talk, when he said that, he says, "You know, when I when I wallop you on the back, you're gonna feel it." Not like Honky Tonk Man, who gives these little, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. You know, he still has to he still has to needle people. You know. Oh, he does. He does. Yeah. yeah Brett Brett still thinks very highly of Brett. That 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 that's that's for dang sure. But to to put that that difference out there, where where you have two guys whose approaches to make. Uh, what they do look as believable as possible. And Brett, you know, maybe that's through years of training and, and experience, um, who, you know, as uh, based on his, his own testimony, he's never hurt anybody. Goldberg, on the other hand, who has the same stated goal, uh, yet uh, apparently has been known to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Adrian C here in chat on our live Twitch chat says there's a whole Stone Cold podcast where they watch the entire match together and talk about everything they're doing throughout. That's oh, it. I didn't cool. know that. That's interesting. Might have to check that's that one cool. out now. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I did. I did. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, like Brett going into that match at WrestleMania 13, and he he says, "Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I, I was we, we were doing that match, and he's he said that not that I was disappointed to be working with with Stone Cold, but disappointed in that he thought." that match wouldn't happen till SummerSlam. Yeah. Like he felt like that story had more room to breathe. Originally, we'd heard this all before this. At WrestleMania 13, it was supposed to be HBK and Brett. That didn't happen. Uh, Taker and Sid got the main event spot. So then uh, uh, Stone Cold and Brett got kind of like the the sub-main event, mm-hmm. co-main event, if you will. Um, and like it seemed like Brett had zero expectations for it, um, seemingly. And it was weird hearing him talking about. So I think I would think if if this you know, with the submission match stipulation, he'd hear that and be like, "Oh, awesome, piece of cake." Yeah, my yeah. My, my my finish is a submission move. And he said he had a submission match with somebody years back. Backlund, it was like Backlund. Yeah, yeah. He said it was like the worst match I ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from a storytelling and, and dramatic aspect, submission matches don't really work. Yeah, no false finishes. You can't get your your your, your shoulder up dramatically at two point eight yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Stone Cold has such a he's got such an enthusiasm when he's watching his matches back. Um, you know, when uh, when he talked about uh, the finish of their survive was it Survivor Series? The one the Survivor Series ninety six, yeah, yeah ninety six, yeah. where you know Brett gets the win and he's like he's like oh look at that I get my shoulder up at three point one you know. Uh, and he points out Brett's enough. Brett's reaction to when he lost. He like he may have won the match, but he looks worse for wear. Yeah, exactly. And he even like drops an f bomb there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, interesting stuff. But yeah, no, I thought it was uh, I thought it was really good. Four one one mania here has a, a decent breakdown. I'm just sort of going through this stuff because something hit me and then it lo- and then I lost it a, uh, for a second. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, he, he they dive right into the Montreal screw job, and there was really nothing new there. Except, I mean, there there was actually that's actually not true. There was uh, after he because he talks the, the he talks about the the incident where he punches uh, Vince, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and that Sean was still in the room after Vince and his guys left, and you know Sean Brett and all of Brett's guys, and he was like, yeah, Sean thought he was probably going to catch a beat down, so he just kept his head. Buried in his hands, and he said, "Hey, nice match." Uh, to oh, yeah, he said, "Hey, Sean, thanks for the match." Yeah, said, yeah, thanks for the match. Yeah. Um, no, oh no, the other thing that I was, and this was such a throwaway little thing, and I don't know if he said it just because he was there and he felt some camaraderie with Steve, camaraderie with Steve. But when he was discussing options for dropping the title before he left to WCW, he he claims, and it was a very throwaway thing. He was like, you know. I was. I even suggested that I drop it to you, to to Austin, which mm-hmm. is an interesting little thing because if you think about it, like you know, they had had that terrific uh, uh, mania match in mm-hmm. that would have been in April or late March, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then this was November, so it would have you know it, it would have been interesting. I mean, could that match have been the kind of thing? Like, would that have been too early? Like Austin, I think probably needed the Mike Tyson thing. Well, at least really, he's a media, media moment, but then there's a certain amount of a symmetry to Stone Cold never beating Brett and then to finally do it for the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been better if it was at Mania, obviously. But And I wonder, I mean, I, the, the, I think the Tyson stuff is probably 
I think the Tyson stuff, but yeah, it would have been interesting because I think the Brett, the match, like both Austin and, and HBK, they're not happy with that match because they had had mm-hmm. matches before that they that they loved and said they tore down the yeah, house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they weren't happy with their Mania match. Obviously, HBK was in a really bad state. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if that Survivor Series match, if Brett had lost the title of Stone Cold there and they just had like a killer match, like something on par with or even better than their mania match mm-hmm. which is obviously mm-hmm. a classic um would that have been enough would that have also been enough to really kickstart austin you think yeah. it maybe would be um would they have would they have launched into the with the mr mcmahon stuff i mean yeah i don't mr. know McMahon I mean, they, stuff was necessary for that next step for stone cold it definitely was and they tried to trace the birth of mr mcmahon not necessarily to montreal screwdrop but to a promo brett did before mm-hmm. that where they're kind of breaking down the the cage and he's expressing his frustration at, at, at Vince. Um, but yeah, without the screw job, I don't think, the, I don't know the, if Vince would have the had character. Kind of yeah. Well, yeah, I would say the character of Mr. McMahon wouldn't have had the, the, the legitimacy with the fans that he would have otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They showed a, a really fun little bit from seeming like a house show in, what oh, did in say? It was like South Africa or Kuwait. It was yeah. Kuwait. Yeah. And uh, where stone cold is out there trying to make Brett, break character and laugh. Yeah, I think and, uh, I think Stone Cold has talked about that, uh, but the, seeing the footage of it was something else. Yeah, yeah, because you see Brett totally laughing. Uh, let's see here. Just seeing if there's anything I missed. But uh, but no, it was uh, it was it was I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was mm-hmm. great. I could have I could have sat there for another hour and watched him talk a lot more. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Totally. Um, oh, yeah. He was talking about, of course, they talked about how WCW misused him. And uh, and that's just an absolute shame. And he's it, it, you know, he was talking about how useless Bischoff was, um, how he was like, you know, as soon as I got there, I should have had Hogan in the sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. He's right. No, he's totally right. It's it's absolutely mind blowing. It is mind blowing how they used him when he came in. It is absolutely I know. crazy. I know. I know. They totally I mean, if anything is an indictment on Eric Bischoff, it is totally that. Yep. Yep. You want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's answer. I'm just, I'm, you can, you can start on that. I'm just seeing if, right. uh, what else is there? Yeah. Uh, Alex Foster, do you guys think the change to WrestleMania will cause different booking decisions? I don't know in terms of who wins or loses matches per se, unless they just assume this WrestleMania is kind of going to be a wash. And so they're going to wait till their next arena show to make any huge dramatic turns or have any huge uh, victories, but I doubt that. I kind of feel like they just want to get moving on with their storylines rather than have to postpone everything for three to five months. Um, 
I just hope they they find a way to to really utilize the space well of the performance center. Well, you know, it's it's what well, 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 I'm sorry. What was the premise of the question? I was reading that thing. Do you guys think the change to Mania will cause different booking decisions? I kind of the thought did occur to me. The thought occurred to me because so if they present it in a way that Vince is even halfway happy with, which I don't know. I don't know that Vince would be happy with this presentation mm-hmm. in any way if there's not fans there. I don't think that he'd be yeah. happy with it. It wouldn't surprise me at all if there were if there were absolutely some changes to the booking. I'm not sure about the big matches. I mean, Drew versus Brock, should that be in front of a fans regardless? Maybe that'll change, but you can't have you can't have Drew losing to Brock there. No. Um, so I just, dude, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if there were changes in some way, if they made this, if they just write, wrote this WrestleMania off as just a loss and said, hey, we're not, we don't want to, we don't want to have to recall. We don't have to want to throw back to this WrestleMania ever. And so nothing major happens there. I don't know how they'd pull that off without yeah, wonk finish, wonk finish, wonk finish. I know. I don't know. Um, but, I don't know. I get the feeling that Vince absolutely, absolutely hates this and they might do everything like we had speculated that that's how originally they were going to approach the Saudi Arabia shows where the backlash was so bad about Saudi Arabia that they would book stuff that they would never have to throw back to. And that was proven wrong. That was totally proven wrong. Yeah. Um, But this is different because I get the feeling that Vince hates this. Yeah. And I don't know if this is going to be stuff they're going to want to call back to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So uh, it wouldn't Mr. surprise me if there were changes. Mr. Sinister, so WrestleMania will be at the Performance Center with no audience. How do you guys think it'll turn out, especially since they can't do a three-hour Raw uh, without having to play an old Rumble match? They can't do it with a two-hour SmackDown. How will they do the full Mania card or just some matches? I don't know. I don't know if they can rotate people in and out of the building. I don't know the the nature of whatever restrictions they're working with in terms of of people in the vicinity. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out if it does at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still, there is still the question of, of if apparently that's uh, that's still potentially up in the air. We're going to take a deeper dive on that one in our news brief today. Uh, Nemo, do you think the Kabuki Warriors are getting dangerously close to becoming a comedy act? No, I don't. I haven't. Once I see it in in the in the match booking, then I'll, I'll comment more on that. But I don't. I so far, I, I don't have any evidence of that. Um, no, I, I mean last night. Last night was kind of interesting that they had Oscar out there for the Andrade Ray match. I'm kind of curious as to what motivated that. Mm-hmm. Um, because there, there didn't seem to be anything clear beyond them maybe trying. They, maybe they thought, hey, the one match scheduled for Mania that really hasn't had anything behind it was uh, the the tag title match. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just wanted Asuka out there to push that a little bit. Yeah, she was, a, she, asked, he was, she was asked questions about it, yeah. 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 Uh, there's the bottom. There. Who's better on commentary, Oscar or Triple H? Put, it both, put them together. So I say put them together. I'll say this. I will say Triple H only because he seemingly on that SmackDown, he had all the freedom. Yep. He could do whatever he wanted. Oscar still has direction. Triple H seemingly has none. So I'll just give him the edge because of that. 
Yeah. Uh, Samuel Bronkowitz has an interesting question. What do you think the percentage of pre-tape matches will be for WrestleMania? I guess that's a possibility. They could just tape them and air it live. It's a possibility. Um, I mean, you would think that if they're going to like that, they already have to compromise on the setting that they, that I would be surprised if they compromise on the live aspect of it. But if they decided that, Hey, we don't have, we don't have fans. So what else do we have? We have an a level production team yeah. that can film this in any way we want. We can produce the hell out of it. If we want to, if we made it more of a, Hey, this is WrestleMania at the movies. Um, and we premiere it as opposed to, you know, air it live. Yeah. Uh, then that that's one option I would suppose. I don't yeah, know. That's probably the only way they can get around whatever uh, uh, personnel limitations they might face. Like if they had to have under fifty people in the building. Yeah. You know. That's yeah, probably the only way they could 10, do it. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Doc Henza, Edge's promo was sheer gold. Why is it the old timers know how to cut such great promos? Meanwhile, the upcomers don't seem to get it. Experience, grit. Grit. It's experience. It's, it's like like anything. It takes experience and in, in, in reps to to get really good at something. It's yeah. It's, so I I think it's it's experience, but it's also we've said this time and time again. Just pure life experience. Mm-hmm. The older you get, the more you go through. He's a dad, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And going through all that stuff, it just it just comes across. It just yeah. translates. Like it it's does. not, it's nothing. It's nothing you can manufacture. It just translates. Yeah. Uh, the British barman, Matt field, Brett Hart or Owen Hart. And why there's one thing in the, the broken skull session with Brett that he was asked about Owen, whether he should be in the hall of fame, essentially. And Brett gave a fairly diplomatic answer, which was, uh, I think Owen would, Owen would have appreciated the honor. I think is what he said. Yeah, no, um, he essentially said he should have been there. He should be yeah, there. He should be in the Hall um, of Fame, yeah. That was another bit I loved in Broken Skull 2 was uh, when Austin basically gave Brett the the floor to talk about Owen uh, when Austin broke his neck. Yeah. Uh, and, and Brett was able to say, hey, you know what I love that Owen did here? Look at that. You call out, I'm hurt. And what does Owen do? He leaves you alone to figure it out. He goes and talks to the crowd. That was particularly a bit, I'm not going to say difficult, but, you know, to watch that, number one, I close my eyes. I, I, I hate watching yeah, that. Yeah, I can't watch that spot. Um, but then to see the aftermath and, and to see them detail, okay, this is what Owen did. This is what was going through Austin's head. You know, he could he could barely, he could, he was like, I couldn't move my arms. He did, he was able to get the roll up, which is a, mm-hmm. seemingly miraculous mm-hmm. because God, what else do you do in that situation? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, oh, we didn't answer his question. Bret Hart or Owen Hart? Uh, I'd give it. To, I don't know. You know, I'd give it to Brett just because I I've seen Brett as as a world champion, and with Owen, it's like you could see around like WrestleMania ten, you could see him as like a potential main eventer. But then the fact that they never really pulled the trigger on I it. I know. I know. You don't. Sometimes you have to see it. Sometimes you have to see it. You know. Yeah. I've always found Owen to be a, a more interesting in-ring wrestler. Like he, he, you know, of course he he wrestled a lot in New Japan in the junior division, so he was doing uh, some of the stuff in the WWE that he was doing over there. He seemed to have um, a more dynamic personality too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, Ollie B, does this WrestleMania coming up have the possibility of being one of the most watched live, just out of curiosity? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 
Sure. Uh, Tokyo Dome Haze, a good mania usually starts with a strong opener. Which match should start this year's show? Um, if they can pull off the uh, the U.S. title match, yeah, and 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 if any match is going to convince us, it's going to be that one. Uh, yeah. You know what they're definitely not doing this year is those battle royals. Yeah, they're definitely not doing those. Those are not going to be on the show. I, I, I wonder how long. One question is, there. there is no way this is going to be a standard length mania. If no. this does go down in the PC, this is going to be a three-hour show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was some pre-taped stuff. Uh, Christopher Rampersad, I would love Brett to manage Matt Riddle to build to a Riddle versus Goldberg. Are we getting American Badass Taker? No, he used magic. He used powers of darkness. He used magic. He's, he's dead man. Michelle Money. Uh, let's see here. Adrian C. Given the fact that we got one match on Raw this week, doesn't it realistically make sense to just cancel Raw and SmackDown and all shows until this blows over? Ah, it's, I mean, that's a, that's a big piece of evidence right there. SmackDown had what? Three, four, three, two or three matches, three. They had, uh, the women's match and they had two men's matches. Okay. So three. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I thought, I thought it was real. I mean, yeah. How do you continue these storylines? Like, okay. From now to Mania, we've got what? Like two more weeks of programming, mm-hmm. three at most. You could conceivably construct a three-hour and a two-hour road to WrestleMania sort of clip shows where you run matches, uh, packages, promos, and no new wrestling. You could conceivably yeah. get there because all yeah. the matches basically are done. Like you could, you yeah. can get there. Yeah, and it could just be reminders. Hey, this is coming up. This is coming up, and you can really promote unprecedented. You know, at the performance center, you can even do some like behind the scenes stuff with like the people creating the set for it. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. really say this is a special one time unique event. What do you do after that? Yeah. Because if this thing, if this virus thing, if it if it, if it peaks three months from now, which is a possibility. Yeah. 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 That is June. That is middle of June. Yeah. And so we're looking, we're looking at a return to things being relatively normal in July or August even or August. So how do you get by with, with this much programming, you know, that's empty and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can't do it. No, you can't and have do people you, continue to watch. That's for sure. So, like, I mean, what what is do, uh, the NBA suspending their season? Where does that leave ESPN and TNT and TBS in terms of programming? Have Have you looked into that at all? No, I imagine they're just showing reruns of movies and TV shows. Yeah, they have they have that they have library. back catalogs they can tap into. Endless, like huge yeah. back catalogs. Yeah. Um, um, although ESPN, not quite as much. I don't know if they're still still doing all their studio shows. I imagine Sports Center. Maybe they'll be able to do what they do with Sports Center uh, uh, overnight, where it's just on. They run the same episode back to back to back to back to back overnight. Yeah, you know, like uh, from like midnight to three in the morning or something like that. With I WWE, know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Timothy Rye should WWE get creative with some pre-taped stuff and have guys like Edge and Randy and other feuds do some home invasion attacks. Any thoughts? Yeah, they should do what they can to to freshen up the presentation. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's dependent on what they can do. Uh, the chaotic one. How do you guys feel about McIntyre and others not getting their proper WrestleMania moment? 
also is a really a point in watching WrestleMania without the spectacle uh, spectacle of the event. If if the presentation, I think that they can still. Oh, so it yeah, McIntyre not getting his proper WrestleMania moment. That's a bummer. And I hope mm-hmm. that he has the longevity as champion so that he does get it next year yeah. or yeah. at SummerSlam. I mean, look, if look, here's the thing, if I do kind of suspect and I don't know, I have no idea if this is possible because I imagine booking a stadium is probably a tall task. Yeah. I mean, they've already booked L.A. and we're over a year out. Yeah. So booking a stadium for SummerSlam. The issue, too, is SummerSlam's in Boston. And so in mid-late August, you can't do Fenway because if, if SummerSlam's going to happen, chances are the baseball season has started by then. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's a Patriot Stadium out in Foxborough. That's about an hour out of Boston. But then again, that's, I don't know, uh, shortly before the start of the NFL season. I don't know if they'd want their field being torn up to that effect. Yeah, um, look, regardless of the specifics... We just don't know. I mean, I would just I I, I would imagine booking a stadium, mm-hmm. uh, you know, four months. Five, yeah. Four months in advance or five months in advance, rather. And short notice, essentially, is going to be rough. Yeah. I don't know how possible that is. the logistics of that have to be incredible. No, no, either. You know, daunting. Yes. Daunting. Yeah. I, I mean, is there a point in watching WrestleMania? Sure. I mean, you know, we don't know we're going to get if you've been following if you've been following the stories and you want to see how they play out then that to me is a reason to watch even if WrestleMania mm-hmm. is held in our back room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I mean, I understand the point. Like, yeah, WrestleMania is there for spectacle, but yeah. it's also where they conclude. And the also, scene. I think too, if, if WrestleMania does go through the PC, I think the talents are going to do everything they can to make it memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're really going to put it all out there just so uh, it's, you, you don't get the spectacle in terms of the fireworks and the and the huge crowd and and the giant screen and all that all the the pomp and circumstance, but they'll bring the spectacle in terms of what they can do in the ring. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna go through and see. I know some people in Twitch. I don't know. Are you paying attention to Twitch? Because I know some people had their. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I think we've got. Uh, AO Wormass, have you watched episode five of Ruthless Aggression? It's about the brand split. Have not. I've I haven't only watched, watched anything but episode two. one. Uh, uh, legit Haas. Who else would you guys like to see do a broken skull session? Uh, he says, I'd like to see Edge or Triple H. And others in chat mentioned The Rock. All those Triple are good H, answers. Yeah, Triple H would be fantastic. Uh, Etza Bits with uh, the sub. Thank you very much for that. J Squared 213 with the, uh, the bits. Thank you for that. And I know I think you, somebody earlier had their uh, had their thing highlighted. Let me see if I can grab that. I'm still working out all this yeah. stuff. Oh, crap. It's not going to let me go back. Uh, well, apologies to whoever had their thing highlighted. Next time, I'll be sure to keep an eye on be that. Be on top of it. Yeah, same. Sorry. Same. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so that's it for the show today. We're going to be back with a news brief a little bit later today. Correct. Uh, and then for the patrons and channel members, we'll have an episode of overrun available to you. Uh, in a little bit, we're going to eat lunch and then reconvene. Correct. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.